The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I am professional wrestler Chris Rex, and if you're hearing my voice, that means you're listening to the Bear of Texas podcast. What is up, beauties? This is the Bear of Texas, and I'd like to welcome you to another edition of Into the Net FC, the soccer talk discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, it's my honor to welcome back my good friend and my mentor and, quite frankly, the coolest nurse in the history of nursing. Ladies and gentlemen, Steve Adams. What's up, Steve? Hey, greetings from the San Fernando Valley. Um, just chilling out here after dinner. Uh, Elmer the cat is next to me, so yeah, we can talk about what was a very, very eventful couple of days this past weekend for the EPL. Yeah, and really what's bothersome for you and me is that it's been a bad weekend. Not so much that both of our teams kind of broke our hearts, but the fact that we got probably 90% of our picks wrong. But nonetheless, no more time to waste. We'll go and get right to it. We'll go and start out with my club. Manchester United, who really, really tore my heart because they had the win. But Dominic Calvert-Lewin crashed the party. Yeah, very eventful day uh, match that was played on the date of the 63rd anniversary of the 1958 Munich air disaster, which killed 23 people, and that included eight Manchester United players. Uh, The club had to do basically a total rebuild after having their team pretty well gutted in that plane crash. But uh, Man United just started out um, like house fire, totally dominant first half in that game against Everton. I mean, 2-0 uh, in the first half, you know, courtesy of uh, Edinson Cavani and Bruno Fernandez. But then, you know, immediately in the four minutes in the second half, uh, Ducare uh, cuts, it, cuts it in half and then... Less than three minutes later, James Rodriguez equalizes, and we got a two-to-two game. And wow, I mean, now Manchester United fans are really upset because you know, because in a matter of like three minutes, it goes from two nothing to two to two. But Scott well, McTominay uh, would, mm-hmm. would, would soon make it three to two. But like I said, Dominic Calvert-Lewin crashed the party in the fifth minute of injury time. And Manchester United had played so well. The two goals that where they went up to zip, uh, Cavani's header off a phenomenal cross from Rashford. Uh, Bruno Fernandes with an incredibly chipped ball from just outside uh, the penalty area for the second goal was a nervy, stylish finish that uh, I think even Eric Cantona would have loved that one. 
Uh, DeCorey's goal was off a De Gea error. Um, so that error would end up looming very, very large. And just when you thought, you know, it was getting into like the sixth or seventh minute of injury time, I mean, the referee is just about ready to blow the whistle. DeCorey gets a great ball into the box for Calvert Lewin, gets his 17th goal of the season, 13 of them in the EPL. And a very exciting 3-3 draw for the neutral observers, but for Man U fans, uh, desperate to try to keep up with Manchester City, uh, two points lost, and uh, that can loom large. Totally. And Manchester United is still a bit of luck on their side because Leicester City was able to actually, well, I don't know if I should, should, should say they were able, but Leicester City bailed them out. Again, because Leicester City failed to pick up the win against Wolverhampton. Midlands Derby. Uh, the only good news for Leicester City was the Foxes were able to welcome Jamie Vardy back in the lineup. But a fairly sterile 0-0 draw uh, did nothing for the Foxes to try to help them to keep pace with Man City. Really no favors at all. And speaking of Manchester City, well, this is what we were afraid of, Steve. This is exactly what we were afraid of because they went into Anfield and really caused major destruction. And what's interesting is this game, at first uh, the German player Gundogan would miss a penalty, but not not long after he he would uh, give uh, Manchester City the the 1-0 lead. And then in the 63rd minute, Liverpool is awarded a penalty, which Mo Salah successfully converts, and it's 1-1. Then I was thinking, okay, maybe Liverpool can force the draw, or maybe Liverpool can pull off an upset, or anything could happen. But, but then Raheem Sterling really just, well, I should say, mentioned uh, Gundogan actually added another goal, but then, you know, Raheem Sterling just added a, a, an insurance goal. Uh, same thing with F- Phil Foden. So, really, uh, really not a good day well, uh, in Anfield. Well, it's Man City's first win at Anfield since 2003, and. Uh, Two of those goals were off of really poor clearances from Allison Becker. Uh, the Brazilian, who's really had a huge part in the success that Liverpool's had in the preceding seasons, I mean, he was the top-class goaltender that helped them win the Champions League, helped them win the EPL title uh, for the, the 2019-2020 season. But he just had an absolute nightmare of a game and Manchester City they ran rampant uh, Ben Bowden man of the match uh, performance he was just creating havoc uh, he was giving uh, Andy Robertson just massive amounts of problems all down the right flank and uh, the fourth goal that Man City scored off of Bowden was just an absolute howitzer that uh, just blew right by uh, Becker before he even had a chance to react to it. So, huge win for City. Puts them up five up on Man U and ten up on Liverpool. Oh, with a game in hand as well. Yeah, Manchester City a clear five points ahead, while Manchester United is still in second. And quite honestly, it, this is no exaggeration. Man, Man U is, is still lucky to be there, but... <laughs> If they don't start picking up the pace and start winning games, then those teams that are knocking on the door, I mean, they're just going to swipe it up there, and then Man U is going to find themselves like probably in seventh place. I mean, they're going to 
suffer what Tottenham is suffering. So, so the Red Devils really gotta freaking get their shit together. <laughs> but anyway, well, I think that's, I think it's got to overreact a little bit. I mean, I think that overall. Uh, there were a lot of good things for Man U in that game as far as with the offensive brilliance. The one bit of bad news is that it looks like Paul Pogba, who's been playing so well for the last month and a half, two months, he's going to be out for several weeks. So uh, he's going to miss the FA Cup tie um, for Man U. I believe they play West Ham um, in the next round of the FA Cup. And uh, he's going to miss the, the Champions League matches. Or, excuse me, Europa Cup matches for, for Man U. So, it's a huge loss. Oh, it's a huge loss. And, and now I'm starting to worry that if, if he continues to get hurt, his spot, you know, representing France at the, at the Euro uh, tournament this summer, that's definitely, up, that's definitely up in jeopardy. But, you know, for France, I mean, it's not much to worry about. There's always, there's always another talent that can take over. But Pogba is a team player. Manchester needs him, and so does Le Bleu. But... You know what, you're probably right. Maybe I am overreacting, but but at the end of the day, I mean, Lord knows how many times Manchester United has broken my heart, so I don't know what to expect out of them, but, but yeah. Well, I, I mean, at the end of the day, they're still in second place. I mean, after, after a terrible start and everything else, I mean, the fact that Man U is still in second place, I mean, yes, you want to be challenging maybe perhaps a little bit more, uh, but... Uh, but they've been able to overcome a lot, and they're they're sitting in second place right now. So um, I think if you're a Man U fan, I think you have to take a look at the, the glass looks you know more than half full. Right, good point. Which now brings me to Sheffield United and Chelsea. Well, well, Thomas Tuchel is really righted that ship in a big way. Goals from uh, Mount and uh, Jorginho scores off a penalty off a. a a foul on uh, Werner. Uh, so Chelsea overcomes uh, early goal off a of Rudiger own goal that uh, put Sheffield United briefly in front. So now, since taking over, uh, Thomas Tuchel has now led Chelsea from ninth all the way up to fifth. And oh, they're still undefeated. So I believe that's I believe that makes them four and one or three and one since Tuchel has taken over. So and they've been. They've been gaining ground. They have, and you know, in fifth place, thirty-nine points. You know, one point. You know, right under uh, Liverpool. So, Liverpool's got to watch out because Chelsea's knocking on their door. And you know, as as far as this game goes, uh, Chelsea, uh, Christian Pulisic uh, had a little bit of playing time. Uh, he even I even believe he managed to, to at least uh, pick up a yellow card. But at the end of the day, you know, he still got some playing time, and you know, nothing scary to report. So. So everything, so I guess everything's fine as, as far as Christian goes. But now we get to, okay. Well, here's one we, th- this one we really got wrong, and th- this is miserable for both of us. But Newcastle picking up the win against Southampton at home. <laughs> yeah, I really thought Southampton was overdue for a good result. Uh, the good news for the Saints, uh, Minamino, who's been on loan from Liverpool, he gets a goal. Uh, Ward Prowse gets a goal later on from Southampton to make the game close. But uh, Newcastle goes from Willock, Almiron, and Hendrick. Uh, two assists from Sam Maximin. And uh, the Magpies get the win up at St. James's Park in Newcastle. Ten man Newcastle gets the win. Should add that as well. <laughs> Absolutely. 
So far, our, our track record as far as our picks go from last week, I mean, it's it's definitely no good. And, well, because, you know, going into this next match, uh, Fulham and West Ham United. Well, I really, I was really certain the Hammers would pick up would, would take the 3-1 win, but instead we got a 0-0 draw, and West Ham also suffered a red card. Yeah, Suchik with a straight red towards the end of the game, uh, set off by referee Mike Dean after s- spending what seemed like an interminable amount of time reviewing the, the video. So, I mean, it wasn't for lack of review. I know David Moyes is still very hot under the collar about the about the red, um, but you know it stands. So that means that Suchek will be out for West Ham's next game, their next EPL game. So uh, West Ham they missed a chance where they could have climbed up in the standings too, given Liverpool's beatdown they suffered against Man City. And speaking of teams that have beaten Liverpool, who would have thought that? Both Burnley and Brighton would have that in common, getting wins at Anfield. They ended up playing to a one-to-one draw up at Turf Moor. Goals from Goodmanson from Burnley and uh, Dunk from Brighton. I actually believe this would happen. I actually did correctly predict a draw. I don't know. I don't remember if I said zero-zero, one-to-one, but but I really had to feel this would end up in a in a draw. But so I mean. <laughs> Two two clubs that, that pull off uh, upset wins against Liverpool on the road, they meet together. It's basically you know for a little bit of bragging rights. You know who's the better team that beat Liverpool, and apparently, it truly remains to be seen because all we get from it is one to one. Yeah, and I mean they both get a point, which still you know helps them in their fight to try to remain on the upside. Uh, Arsenal goes up to the Midlands and they get beat by Villa. They. The villains go ahead after 74 seconds uh, on the goal from Watkins. And this was a play that was off a started out as a clearance from the goalie, uh, Emiliano Martinez, for Villa to Traore, who then puts a great ball in for Watkins, who puts it away. And Villa is able to keep Arsenal out for the rest of the game. This is humiliating for Arsenal, really. <laughs> hey, Arsenal have been on, well, on have been on fire, but you know, I think the last like week or so, uh, they're starting to get cold now. Coming back down to earth a little bit, and then uh, today, by virtue of Leeds getting a very workmanlike win over Crystal Palace, goals from uh, Harrison and Bamford. Uh, they now leapfrog Arsenal, and now uh, the Yorkshiremen find themselves in 10th place. So now they're in the upper half of, of the EPL. Um, but uh, good win for Leeds, and uh, they they took advantage of... Uh, Rapinho had gotten a shot onto uh, the Crystal Palace goaltender who basically parried it. Uh, right in front of Bamford, scored his 12th goal of the season, and that puts Bamford uh, sixth in the EPL as far as goals. And it was also, for Bamford, it was his 100th professional career goal, which is, you know, pretty pretty good milestone for, for any player. It always feels good to score 100 goals. It really is. I mean, this is something to talk about, like, because it's not easy to score 100 goals for a club. I mean, whether it's any club at all, I mean, it's, 
in soccer, scoring a goal is no easy task. No, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. You know, you know, so far, the combination of, of the picks we got correct from last week, you and I combined, it's only seven. Only seven. It's, it's just... Yeah. Yeah. But here's one that... But, well, here's one we, we both got right. Tottenham uh, against West Brom. Tottenham pick up the win at home. So we got that one right. So th- there's a little bit of pride for both of us. Harry Kane, back in the lineup. Uh, surprise, surprise. Uh, Harry Kane back in the lineup. Uh, both Kane and Son get goals. Uh, Kane off a of service from Hobjörg and uh, Son's goal is off a of service from Lucas Mora. So... Uh, Nice win for for the Spurs, so that stops a three game uh, w- uh, losing skid for for the Spurs. And in the process of scoring that goal, Harry Kane is now tied with uh, former Tottenham great Bobby Smith. And in club scoring history, uh, the only player that he's trailing now is Jimmy Graves. So that's that's pretty impressive company. Really, really is impressive indeed. It, it, well, you know. That the bet, oh, going back to the Chelsea one, we, we both got that. We certainly got that one right. So that that's two we both got right. So, well, okay. So you know, twice the pride. So we're both good. But but now that we're done with week twenty three, it's now time to set our uh, eyes on week twenty four, and we'll, we'll go and start with your club, Steve. Leicester uh, Leicester City is going to be visited by Liverpool. That, it's actually yeah, it's, it's the- actually a six thirty game. So I guess that means you're not going to watch. Well, 4.30 my time out here on the left coast, so yeah, I don't plan on getting up that early to watch that that game. You know, this is a tough one to pick, because um, Lester, Lester's dropped some points. Uh, huge, it's a, it's a huge game. I mean, for both teams to try to stay up in those top four spots, it's really uh, an important game to, to win. And, um, I mean, Liverpool, whose form has just been... So abysmal of late after that really awful showing against Man City. Uh, they really need to get a result. And, of course, Brendan Rodgers used to coach at Liverpool, and I know that he would really love to shove one over on the Mercy Siders. Um, so this one, I think, finishes a draw. Oh. Okay. You know... <laughs> Finishes finishes as a draw. Imagine, imagine if Liverpool was to, is is to somehow now be the the team to bail out Manchester United because Manchester United is, is playing West Brom on the road now. Manu is definitely a different team on the road, and we'll get to that in a second. But but I have really figured you know Leicester City could certainly win, but they haven't really looked their best. But then again, Liverpool hasn't either. So that's why. Uh, a draw is actually a good pick, Steve, and I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to take you up on that one. I think it's gonna be a one-one draw. And both te- both teams are not on the top of their game. There's obviously lots of things going on, but Liverpool's in a bigger pickle, obviously. But but I think based on the results from the past couple of weeks, I think a one-one draw is is just the way to go. Crystal Palace Burnley. Um, this is another one I'm picking as a draw. Yeah, I'm going to go with a draw, but I'm going to go with a scoreless draw. Man City Spurs. Ugh. This one has potential to be an interesting game. I know there's 
there's a whole lot of te- whole lot of teams uh, that are going to be rooting for Spurs to to go to Etihad Stadium and beat Manchester City. I just don't see it happening right now. I mean, Spurs do have Kane and Son back together, and that's a huge thing. But uh, I think City takes this one at home. I'm gonna go Man, Man City uh, two to one, and. Much of the shock, I'm not going to call it a surprise. A surprise, it's not a surprise. Much of the shock of everybody, you know, Harry Kane being back so soon, and Harry Kane, you know, scoring a goal and doesn't seem to be suffering any ill effects. I think Tottenham is now going to start a bid, you know, to climb back uh, to, to the to the good rankings. And if they pull off a win against Manchester City, well, you can certainly say Tottenham might actually have a positive finish at the end of the season, but because, you know, we're at the, we're at the point now where, you know, business has picked up, the fun games are over. Now, now you really got to win games. Like it's, it's now or never. Well, uh, these two teams will also play each other uh, for the league cup title here in a couple weeks. So a little bit of a foreshadowing for that. The first little bit of hardware of the season, Uh, Brighton hosting Aston Villa. Villa makes a trip down to the South coast. I think the Villas pick up the win at Brighton. I agree. I mean, Villas coming off a, a great win against Arsenal. And and correct me if I'm wrong, Steve, but that goal Aston Villa scored, that was within the first two minutes, right? Yeah, the, 74 seconds to be precise. Okay. You know, I'm going to be honest. I swear to God, I hate it how games end like that. <laughs> one team, it ends one nothing, and the, t- the, the scoring team scores like w- <laughs> within a minute and a half, and then it ends like that. I really hate that. But, but anyway... Aston Villa pick up the win against Arsenal, really denying Arsenal everything and picking up the win. I think, I think Villa really is going to take that momentum and they're, they're going to beat Brighton. Southampton hosting Wolves. Boy, these are two teams that are really poor form. Um, and I've said, I, I, I keep repeating myself, but Southampton's due for a good performance. I think Southampton all, I think they beat Wolves on the South Coast in this one. Okay, because Southampton, you know, having that suffering that loss against Newcastle, and then of course the week prior that nothing nine nothing loss to Manchester United, you know, now they're they're licking their chops even more, and and Wolverhampton's just you know still out of form, but Wolverhampton can is capable of forcing the draw just to ruin Southampton's day, but I think Southampton is going to say enough is enough, and the Saints pick up the win. West Brom are going to get beat down by Man U. Uh, good time for Man U to make a trip up to the Hawthorns. Um, I don't expect any mercy uh, from Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's men. I think Man U wins this one by a lot. Uh, uh, to be precise, uh, how many goals does Man U score? I, I think they score at least four. Okay. You know, like I've like I've said, and like we've seen, Menu is a different team on the road than they are at Old Trafford. So, but because I'm a, I'm still a bit disappointed, and you know, because since there's still defensive problems, and and actually, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer made a statement that a uh, Dean Henderson, uh, the reserve goalkeeper, is now beginning to kind of like really put uh, pressure on David De Gea because you know, a lot of fans, you know, a lot of supporters, they want David De Gea gone and. At the same time, I mean, Dean Henderson has his moments, uh, good or bad, but 
But you know, as far as far as the goalkeeping position goes, whenever David De Gea is there, anything could happen. I mean, a clumsy a mistake could happen. You know, an embarrassing like clearance or whatever. But I'm gonna have to go with. I, I think West Manu wins, but two. I, I think I'm gonna have to go two nothing. Leeds makes the trip from Yorkshire down to London to play Arsenal. This will be an entertaining game. These are two teams that uh, they don't exactly park the gut the bus. Leeds runs and guns. Um, this was this is one that if you're going to pick a game that is going to be the least likely to be a scoreless draw, uh, I think this is this is the one. Um, oh. I'm going to pick Leeds to upset Arsenal. Uh, at the Emirates. I actually agree with you. I'm going with Leeds with a 3-2 win on the road. Everton hosting Fulham at Goodison Park. I think uh, Everton, after having shown great resilience at Old Trafford, uh, grabbing that draw at the absolute death of the game uh, against Man U, I think Everton picks up the win against Fulham at home. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go Everton three to nothing. Best way to go. Now we go to West Ham and Sheffield United. Hmm. I think yeah. the Hammers get the win. At, I think the Hammers get the win at London Stadium. I don't. I don't see uh, Sheffield. I don't see the Blades going down and getting the win at West Ham. I think West Ham wins this one. I agree, but it's not going to be a walk in the park. I mean, no matter even though Sheffield United is terrible, because you know, keep in mind, West Ham suffered a zero-zero draw on the road in in Fulham. So, but I still think West Ham wins. But I think it's going to be a one-nothing win. I think Chelsea is going to continue to steamroll uh, under Thomas Tuchel. I think Chelsea will. I I think they beat Newcastle two zip. Yeah, I agree and. Hopefully, Christian Pulisic will score a goal or two. Yeah, he's been a little quiet the the last the last few weeks uh, for Chelsea. But um, but on the bright side, if you're a Blues fan, you got to be you know really thrilled. I mean, the team looks very different. They're playing with a lot more energy, a lot more confidence, and uh, it's showing on the field. You know, it's a better looking product on the field for Chelsea fans. Yeah, it certainly is. Thomas Tuchel is actually doing a pretty good job. But now that we're done with EPL, we'll take a quick look at Ligue 1 because we just had a, another game of uh, Le Classique, Paris Saint-Germain and Olympique de Marseille. Well, I guess it kind of went the way we, we kind of thought it would, right? Yeah, the, the result's not surprising. Um, Marseille continues to be in free fall. Uh, they had, Marseille had gone up the... PSG and then kind of a smash and grab win earlier in the season. But uh, Marseille is just in terrible form right now. And uh, PSG gets a very, very confident win on the road at the Stade Velodrome. Mm-hmm. And, and speaking of Marseille, uh, it was reported that uh, Jorge Sampoli, the former manager of the Argentine national team and the Chile national team, is set to become the next manager. Well, I mean, it's a start. It's a start, but I think I think the problems at Marseille are way, way higher up in the boardroom right now. 
because I was doing research uh, for the longest time. Marseille supporters have been really unhappy with the team management. Well, yeah, I mean, it all manifested itself with that awful incident last weekend, you know, yeah. where fans stormed the site and torched the torch trees and everything. But uh, Lille still sitting on top at 54 points, Lyon with 52, PSG with 51, um, Monaco at fourth with 48, and then you got quite a bit of a drop after that. The difference between fourth place Monaco and fifth place Rennes is 38, and then Marseille, they're sitting in ninth place with 33. And then at the other end, in the relegation area, um, Nîmes, no surprise, Dijon, no surprise. Nantes is really, really struggling. And this is a team that once upon a time, uh, during the era when I was studying in Europe and all that, once upon a time, Nantes was one of the better teams in France. They supplied uh, several members on the French national team. But Nantes is sitting right now at, uh, at 18th, uh, three points behind Lorient. Much to my surprise, Saint-Étienne down at 15. Saint-Étienne's not doing so good this year. No, yeah, a couple teams, you know, blast from the past, you know, from yesteryear, um, you know, just really struggling. Uh, the League One. I mean, League One's definitely showing some difference uh, th uh, this year. I mean, who would have thought Lille is the, being the being the, the best uh, cl uh, club on the in the league right now? And Paris Saint Germain kind of like shifting back and forth between second and third, suffering upset losses. And you know, Monaco as terrible as they were last year. You know, all of a sudden they're beginning to reemerge again. So it, it, I guess it's good to see now. There's a bit of, of steady competition. I mean, Lille. Lyon, Monaco, and you know PSG all, all fighting in the top four. So, I, I guess uh, they're trying to get out of the uh, out of the description of a quote farmers league. Well, I mean the fact that PSG and Lyon, I mean they both made it to the to the semifinals of the Champions League. So I mean that was that was no small thing, you know, for Ligue 1, you know, which has been pretty much disparaged and, and much maligned and and not totally without reason. Um, but uh, but at any rate, uh, but but it's good to see at least it's competitive right now. Yeah, and then meanwhile over uh, meanwhile over in La Liga in Spain, Atletico Madrid, fifty one points. Um, they had two goals from from Suarez today, but uh, um, I think they were playing Deportivo La Coruña. They ended up getting uh, two late goals to to get the draw against Atletico, but uh, but they're sitting eight points clear of Barcelona and uh, Real Madrid, and Atletico's got a game in hand. And all Luis Suarez is doing is the Uruguayan just still keeps scoring goals for Atletico. As you can say, he's really happy playing in the Spanish capital and. Yeah, <laughs> I just I just, I just couldn't imagine seeing La Liga this way. Like Atletico Madrid, you know, a clear eight points away with Barcelona and Real Madrid. You know, both stuck at forty three points. You know, kind of fighting for <laughs> fighting over like that. But it doesn't really matter who, t who, who, who if it switches because you know Atletico Madrid is still up a ways ahead. So it, it's it's really been you know it's really been kind of a, a, a drama full season for Barcelona, hasn't it? 
Well, both Barcelona and Real Madrid. I mean, they've been regular soap operas. Um, I mean, Barcelona basically gives Luis Suarez to Atletico Madrid, and he's just absolutely thrived under Diego Simeone. Uh, Barcelona, who had really struggled big time out of the blocks, but now they're kind of finding themselves a little bit. They're winning some games. Um Real Madrid has just really been struggling, and there's been a lot of talk that you know this uh, Zidane will probably be gone after this year. A uh, lot of injury problems. So, um, so anyway, so yeah, it looks like for a change, it'll be somebody else other than Barcelona or Real Madrid winning La Liga. Well, as far as Real Madrid goes. They haven't been the same since Cristiano Ronaldo was sold to Juventus. Well, I think the bigger issue with Real Madrid um, has just been the fact that uh, Sergio Ramos has been hurt quite a bit of this year. Uh, I mean, that's he he's really the linchpin on that team. He, he really, really is. You know, love him or hate him, but uh, the guy's a winner. Definitely is. Yeah, whether we hate him or love him, he's one of the greatest players you know we, we've ever seen. I mean, aside from Iker Casillas, he he may be the greatest Spanish player of all time. Well, well, you got you got to throw in Andreas Iniesta as well. Well, you got a few in there. Iniesta, Xavi, you know there, you know there's there's a competition there. I mean that you have that whole golden generation of Spanish players. You know that helped Spain win a World Cup and two Euro titles. So uh, there, there's some pretty big, pretty big names there. Oh, it, was, but, it, was, uh, it was glorious. I mean that tiki taka forma- uh, formation and playing style. You know it was something we had never seen before. And then you know not surprisingly, after a couple of years, it didn't it didn't work anymore. I mean that that soccer. I mean a certain style of play will probably work for a few years, but then once all these other teams figure it out, it doesn't work anymore. Yeah, no, no question about it. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, Into the Net FC is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. Steve, thank you once again for coming back, and I can't wait to have you back on. We'll talk to you next week. Everybody have a great rest of your week. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.